0: Um, God, we're grateful that you um, gave us your word and you gave us uh, an account of the birth of Jesus and not just as some kind of historical reality, but it's also a a present reality. And um, as we look into your word tonight, uh, we believe you talk to us. We believe every single person here can hear you, Um, even whether they think they can or not, they can. Because that's what you do, God. You talk to us through your Holy Spirit. And I pray that your spirit, um, I pray that you would give us all ears to hear whatever your Holy Spirit wants to say to us tonight to help us become the kind of men and women and girls and boys that you designed us to be. And that is uh, full of the joy and the life that Jesus came to give us. And we ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, December 9th, 1965. Uh, a movie made its debut on television. Don't shout it out, but who thinks they know what that movie was? December 9th, 1965. All right. Um, some of you have probably seen it this year on TV or on DVD. Christmas story. No, not a Christmas story. All right. No, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you a hint. Charlie Brown's Christmas. All right? December 9, 1965. Here's some interesting things you don't, may not know about that. Um, Charles Schultz, the creator of Peanuts, was a Christian. He was a follower of Jesus. And when he presented the movie or his idea to the network executives, um, and, they, and they actually saw the first run of it, the network executives hated it. And there were a couple of reasons. First of all, they thought it was too religious. They did not like the fact that uh, Linus read from Luke chapter two. We're gonna read that passage in a second here. They thought it was too religious. The American public wouldn't like it. They'd feel a little offended by it. That was one thing uh, they wanted changed, all right? Second thing was there's no laugh track in the cartoon. And Nekkeberg's of Exodus thought, well, that just can't, this won't go. Uh, third thing is the voices in that movie are all actually children's actors. They're, they're, act- they're children. They weren't adult voices. They were children, except Snoopy was an adult. But everything else was children's voices, so they thought it was too unprofessional. And um, the music background, if you remember, was jazz, which they thought was just not a really good fit for a children's cartoon. All right? On the religious issue, on the fact the Bible reading was in there, they actually wanted Charles Schultz to take that out, and he told them, if I take it out, there's no cartoon. And if you remember, um, also, one other thing, too, you did, in the un- first version of this, Coca-Cola was the sponsor, and there were different Coca-Cola spots throughout the original cartoon. They're not there anymore because Coca-Cola doesn't pay for it anymore. So, I don't know where you can get the uncut version. Maybe somebody has one, but anyway. But it was interesting because, you know, here, if you, if you remember, I just, we just watched a couple nights at our home. Um, And it's interesting because the whole thing is Charlie Brown's really frustrated because nobody knows the meaning of Christmas. I mean, people are way over decorating trees, and he gets that really wimpy tree that had, like, what, five branches? Remember that? Um, Snoopy decorates his doghouse, and Charlie Brown's frustrated because nobody's getting the sense of Christmas, and people are asking for lists of presents, and he's like, I I, I don't know what the the meaning of Christmas is. Everything around me tells me it's about decorations or getting gifts or pageantry and all this stuff. And that's where Linus, if you remember, Linus says, well, I know the meaning of Christmas and this is where it comes to the end of the, of the cartoon. And this is the part the next works of Exodus really didn't like because they were hoping they could find some other meaning in Christmas, kind of like family and love and world peace or something like that. And, and Linus then read, and he read from uh, Luke chapter 2, there's a King James Version, which some of you may be more familiar with. I'm going to actually read from a, a more modern translation. Because uh, what Charles Schultz wanted to communicate, which is none unlike any th- of us who are followers of Jesus know to be true, but don't always understand how that fleshes out in real life, is what is the real meaning of Christmas? And why is this season we celebrate? Um, what's the center of it? And Linus read this passage of Scripture, which all of you, I'm sure all of you, have heard in some form or another. Um, but let me read this from Luke chapter two. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And I mentioned earlier, shepherds were like the lowest, one of the lowest on the social totem pole. And uh, they were actually their testimony was not admissible in the courts of law because they were so unreliable. So think about what what God was thinking, and that He actually proclaims the birth of Jesus first to those who are legally unreliable in a court of law. In other words, people who didn't think they could, who'd been told their whole life you, you really can't be religious uh, because you have too many things working against you. All right. So God, first, the very first message of Christmas is God's trying, is trying to say to people, I'm accessible to everybody. All right. They were guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified. So these were not like Chubby little angels. Uh, there was something quite amazing about them. And the angel said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, let me stop here for a second, too. This is a thing I, I noticed, and my my son kind of said, this is what life, life's like living in a pastor's home. Because I was telling them, there's no mention here of the angels being in the sky. We we assume that for some reason, but it just says the angel appeared, and then the host appeared around. So we don't know what the shepherds were experiencing. But this was not like, um, you know, just some general chorus. It says the, the armies of heaven joined in the singing. So my guess is it was a quite awesome, overwhelming experience to the shepherds to hear this kind of praise and, and music coming from these beings that they were terrifying in look. So something quite amazing was going on here. And they were singing. This was the song they were singing. This is the lyric to what they were singing. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I'll read that again. Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to the Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. All right. Two things tonight I want to talk about real briefly. Two words, uh, mainly from the shepherds or from the angel song. First word is glory. All right, say that word with me, glory. One, two, three, glory second word is peace. Ready? One, two, three. Peace. All right. Glory to God in the highest heaven. Uh, Peace on earth to those uh, with whom God is pleased. Now, let's look at the word glory for a second. When they're singing glory to God, and we have songs, we just saying, what, we give Him all the glory. Even when I was a pastor early on, I used to think, I don't know what that means. What does it mean that I'm giving God glory? What am I supposed to give him? What's glory? And um, I remember uh, somebody said, well, the purpose of Christians is to glorify God. We're supposed to glorify him. And I used to say, what does that mean? What does that look like? How do I do that? And um, so I'm going to look at, I have an illustration I'm going to look at for glory tonight. And um, this may seem to some of you, could seem cheesy or whatever, but I I felt like this is what God wants us to do. We got—I have a birthday cake tonight, and it's a birthday cake for Jesus. All right. And here's what I want to do: start off with. I, I don't know that Jesus likes red velvet cake, but that's what I got. I was debating whether I should get angel food, but that would—that would kind of increase the cheesy factor of the whole thing. I didn't want to do that. All right. Now, um, hold on here. I'm gonna ask, get some, get some help from some of the kids here. Once I get my. All right. What's your name? Patrick? How old are you, Patrick? Nine. Okay, nine. Patrick, what what do the candles say on there?
1: Jesus. All right.
0: I even got the Jesus candles, all right? Spell it out here. Um, uh, Patrick, have you had anybody sing Happy Birthday to you before? Yeah. Okay, when you're holding your cake, and we're not going to do it to you right now because it's not your birthday, is it? No good, okay. (laughs) When people sing happy birthday to you, and you're sitting there with the cake and the candles lit, how does it make you feel? Happy. Happy. All right, what else? Um, hungry. Hungry, yeah, <laughs> 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 hungry. All right, somebody else, when you're, uh, even you adults, when you're, somebody's singing happy birthday to you, how does that make you feel? Special. Special, happy, loved. Affirmed. What's that? Affirmed. Affirmed. Pleased. Celebrated, seen. All right, noticed. It, it may be a little, for us at least, it feels a little awkward, kind of like well, I don't want to be the center of attention. <laughs>
1: Slightly embarrassed.
0: But what's that? Slightly embarrassed. Slightly embarrassed. But there's special, seen, acknowledged, affirmed, um, kind of noticed. You know what's happening there is. When we're singing happy birthday to anybody, we're giving them some glory. We're giving them something of us and giving them a focus on them. Something from us that we're offering to them. Whether it's, even if we're sitting down for a few minutes to sit and sing to this kid or your mom or dad. And it's an appropriate way where, in a sense, humans, we give glory to others. In a small g kind of way. All right? So when when angels are saying glory to God in the highest... It's essentially saying, you know, give something, make Jesus, you know, let, let's highlight, and the word I like to use, let's put the spotlight on Jesus. And um, what I want to do here is we're going to, I'm going to ask uh, ki- any, any kids here here, and I won't check IDs, but I'm going to ask the kids and grab a candle, and I want you to if you grab a candle, and you're going to stick a candle in the cake, all right? Why they're doing that, we're gonna sing. Jeremy's gonna sit, lead us in some of the, the songs we just sang, and I want you. We're gonna sing things like Oh, Come, Let Us Adore Him" and things like that. I want you to connect adoration with giving Jesus glory in that sense. All right. So any kids who are here, come on up here. And I'll give you a candle, and you can poke in the cake wherever you want to. All right. Here you go. Just stick it in there wherever you want to. Just stick it in the cake wherever you want to. Stick the cake in wherever you want to. There. Okay. Stick the candle on the cake there. Alright, there you go. Stick the candle on the cake, okay? Stick the candle on the cake. Who doesn't have a candle yet? Stick it in there. Here you go. Stick the candle on the cake there. There you go. Stick it in the cake.
1: Alright, who doesn't have one? There we go. Who
0: doesn't have a candle yet? Everybody have a candle? Stick the candle on the cake. There you go. Stick the candle on the cake for me. Will you do that? Stick the candle on the cake. Okay.
1: Keep singing. Keep singing. Come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let adore him Christ oh yeah I was looking for that earlier oh come let us adore him oh come let
0: time with that last song Jeremy I'm having a hard time come
1: let us adore him oh come let (laughs) <laughs> hope it did not t- take off and burn
0: on me here. Um, when I was thinking about this week, I actually was thinking at a point where I thought I... Th- and here's the question I want to ask all of you. I want to ask all of you to ask Jesus. Because we're giving... Boy, I don't know about this. think all right. We'll be all right. <laughs> any, any volunteer firemen? We're we'll all right. Um, We give something to someone else on their birthday. We give them something. We give them glory. We give them something of ourselves. Here's the question that I felt like Jesus was asking me this week to ask him, and that's this. And I'm challenging the same thing. Um, Jesus, what do you want me to give you on your birthday? All right? I'm going to, this is kind of. I got the trick candles, but (sighs) I didn't think it was gonna blow up like this, but. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) You know what, you know what, can I, this, I'll be honest. I think, I I think Jesus enjoys this. (laughs) You know what, and I, (laughs) and I actually got trick candles because I thought, I think, no seriously, I think sometimes we put Jesus into this Silent night, holy night manger, and he lives his whole life without having anything uh, fun because he's so serious. Um, but again, here's the question I want to ask everybody is, will you be willing to ask Jesus the question, Jesus, what do you want me to give you on your birthday? And I, 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 I remember sitting in my, one of my chairs this week, and I, I felt like I, I asked Jesus that question. I felt like he was telling me he wants me to give up some stuff you know, give up some issues of my own heart. So are you, are you willing to ask Jesus that question? I think Jesus would be honored on his birthday if you ask him, hey, what do you, what do you want, Jesus, from me? What do you want from me? Not, not what do you want from me? Not that kind of a question, but Jesus, what do you want? It's, I want to honor you. What do you want from me? What can I give you? that would give you that same feeling that we have when somebody's singing happy birthday to us when they're holding the cake, that feeling. And Jesus doesn't just want that once a year. That's how we, that's what worship is. So that first word is glory. And the question associated with that is for you to ask Jesus, even tonight, if you're laying awake in bed and just kind of think, even say out loud, Jesus, what, what do you want from me on your birthday? What can I, what can I give you? What more? can I give to you? What do you, what what do you need to let go of? Because I know you want me to be alive. What can I let go of? All right. So that's the first word, glory. Um, thanks kids for helping me out here, by the way. And I'm sure nobody's going to eat that cake. Although, <laughs> Jesus is all melted down now. You can't even read it anymore. So second word, second word though. Um, first word is glory. Second word is peace. Um. They say peace, the the angels proclaim peace on earth. Now, peace on earth, in most people's minds, kind of we think about, you know, peace in the Middle East, you know, peace in wartime. But that's not the kind of peace that was being talked about here because they had peace on earth, at that time because that's what the Roman Caesars proclaimed that they would give peace on earth, the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome because they would control everything on the outside so there was no war. The kind of peace the angels were proclaiming and the shepherds understood and that Jesus then talked about was the internal peace that God offers us through Jesus. And it's the peace, that it's the peace from strife. It's peace in your marriage, peace in your relationships, peace about your future, peace about your anxieties about money, peace about envy, peace about... It's those kind of things that no human ruler can change inside of you and the offer of the the message that that this whole angel chorus that was filled, probably filled the fields and if it was the sky or whatever, they sang, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And they were singing this to shepherds who were quite ordinary people, so I think the peace on earth applies to us. So when you think about uh, your marriage, your future, your anxieties, uh, your financial situation, um, issues of envy, selfishness, pain, wounds, suffering. Where do you need the peace of Jesus to show up in your life? Because that's what, that's what the message of Christmas is. It's not just peace on earth and let's all get along, but it's the gospel says that we now have peace with God because of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting, if, if you've been in Exodus uh, lately, we've been talking about through the gospel of John, And at the last supper where Jesus meets with his disciples, he says a couple different times he talks about peace. He said, I'm going to give you a peace that the world can't give you. So don't be troubled or don't be afraid. And then he says just a few moments later, I'm going to give you peace. I'm giving you the gift of peace, of peace of mind and peace of heart. And, And kind of, again, don't be troubled or afraid. And then after his resurrection, When Jesus showed up for the first time and saw his disciples, what does he say to them? Peace be with you. And he wasn't just saying, relax, guys, I'm here. He was proclaiming something inside of me and something inside of you can change because of what Jesus does for us. And so here's... Here's the second question. So the first question around glory is if we ask Jesus, what do you want me to give you on your birthday? If the second question around peace, maybe this isn't a question, maybe it's the willingness to make the statement to Jesus where you simply say to Jesus, Jesus, I need your peace in this area of my life. And you have to fill in the blank for you about what this area is. But all of you, I'm assuming, if you're human like I am, and ordinary like I am, all of us have those kind of things in life where peace seems to be a little bit elusive. Maybe it's in our relationships, maybe it's with just general uh, life, direction of life, maybe it's with financial stuff, maybe you're going through some real hard conflicts, maybe you struggle with selfishness, envy, or all kinds of secret stuff that other people don't know. But the reality is, uh, peace in the kind of form that Jesus is talking about here and the angels are singing about seems quite elusive to us. And sometimes it's simply good. I mean, it was a few weeks ago I was awake at night and I actually whispered out loud, Jesus, I need, I need your peace right now. I need something that something inside of me is, is feels agitated and I need, I need you, Jesus, to come and give me peace. Not like denial. It's not denial, but it's allowing the peace of God to kind of permeate into my life. And um, here's what I want us to do just, uh, just as we close and then begin the communion. And we do this occasionally at Exodus, and if some of those of you who are new. Yeah, we know it feels awkward, and that's okay. But I'm asking again to kind of get in those groups again. And I just want to ask one person, if at least one person would pray for others in the group, simply pray, God, would you give give us the peace of Christ in our lives you don't have to share with the group what your issue is what you really want the peace to show up because you know it and God knows it so if you get back in those groups and again it might feel awkward and that's okay but I'm only asking one person to pray I want to ask you to grab hands and I want at least one just one person to pray if you remember everybody's name just pray God would you give would you give Dan peace would you give Mike peace that's a simple prayer. One person can pray that, and then your group kind of time can be done. But let's pray that the prince of peace that Jesus was to be would show up in our lives. So get in your groups. Reintroduce yourself if you need to. Grab hands. And if just one person would sit, pray that God would give us individually peace. facing this way facing this way all right here's what I want us to do all right and and uh, I'm really not trying to be funny here I think there's some real meaning here I want us to kind of grab I'm gonna ask the kids all to sing happy birthday to Jesus all right then we're gonna take communion but I want us to I want us to kind of as you're looking over the children's shoulders Let's remember that uh, what we want to be doing, even when we take communion, is we're wanting Jesus to feel special, Um, but then he turns around and offers us his body and his blood. He offers us life and peace, all right? You can join in and sing with him, but I'm just asking kids to sing, but you can sing too, all right? Here we go. Everybody going to sing? You going to sing? You guys know Happy Birthday? All right. Yes, you do. All right. And you can't even read Jesus anymore. He's all melted down, but we know this is for him, all right? Ready? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Go ahead and have a seat. Jesus, uh, our prayer is that you feel special, honored, affirmed, noticed, glorified, um, and from us, we also want you to feel that we love you. And we want to obey you. We want to follow you. We want to trust you. We want to trust you with those areas of our life where we need peace and we want your peace. So Jesus, um, we just want you to enjoy the party that we wanna offer you in our worship. And in doing so, we also, with gratitude, accept your gift back to us of your life, your peace, and your joy. And may this Christmas not just be a nostalgic moment for all of us, but may Jesus, we want you to show up in our lives in peace. And we want you to do whatever you need to do in our lives to rearrange things so we can be people of peace and joy. So Jesus, we uh, we enjoy you, and we're grateful that you in turn gave your gave yourself, you came to die, and then you can that you give your life and peace back to us. And we ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. What we do here in Exodus, uh, there's a people that